You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 6 as the New York Rangers are coming off a much-needed victory against the Dallas Stars. And we are recording this during the Arizona game on Sunday night around 8.15 p.m. And we're hoping that the Rangers can uh, make it two in a row here and kind of feel like we're getting back on track because it's been a bumpy road, to say the least, uh, I think for all of us. And, uh, yeah, and if uh, you hear a little frog in my voice, I'm battling a sinus infection. Uh, all medicated up for the podcast, so hopefully I'll keep the the coughing and and hacking to a minimum. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I just felt like we both needed to be on this podcast, Andy. So uh, I guess I have to ask uh, to start the podcast off. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. Uh, doing better than you, it sounds like. But I hope you feel better soon. I am leaving this Tuesday for a cruise, so getting you know getting out of Dodge for a little bit it'll be nice uh hitting the high seas for some warmer weather um so yeah excited about that awesome yeah they're yeah happy to see the rangers seem to have at least pulled themselves out of their little skid they were in although again they're playing the the worst one of the worst teams in the league in the arizona coyotes right now so we'll see if they lose this game it might have been for naught but um yeah i mean i just based on everything i've seen from the new york rangers so far it does seem mostly like even though they were losing, they were sort of playing the right way. And even and listen, they still have, have some things to clean up. They still had a bunch of boneheaded mistakes in that game against Dallas. But the good news is they just kept at it and kept at it. And then the dam finally broke and they scored, what, three goals in the span of eight minutes. I think Sam misspoke, <laughs> was trying to say the Rangers bust out. And he's, I think he said something to the effect of the New York Rangers scoring three goals in eight minutes have uh, busted all over the, <laughs> the Dallas stars. So uh, yeah, the Rangers, hopefully they've really busted out here. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm so sick and tired of the people saying, well, their analytics are good. Their analytics are good. So there's nothing to worry about. You know, eventually this will, you know, the, you know, the kettle will pop and, and New York Rangers will score goals and they'll win hockey games. But the, the truth is that, you know, they don't base any standings off of analytics. Uh, it doesn't get you a spot in the playoffs. It doesn't win you any 
uh, awards such as the Stanley Cup. So all I care about are actual results. And that's what all Ranger fans usually care about. Uh, There's a select few and other podcasts out there that uh, may beg to differ. But when it comes down to it, it's it's all about winning hockey games, getting two points and building some momentum and and getting better. And, you know, you got to build to compete and you got to play a game that's going to make you competitive when it comes to playoff time. And I personally think, and Andy, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the skid that the Rangers found themselves on and, and a little bit in Dallas. And listen, Dallas has started off this season well. They have a lot of very good hockey players, and, and they're certainly a team that will you know, most likely be battling for that wild card spot uh, for the playoffs out of the West. But you know, the Rangers, in my opinion, the reason why they're having such a rough patch is because they came into this season with these expectations that they are a lock for the playoffs. They're going to be competing for a Stanley Cup. And honestly, this is the drop-off that the Lightning had. But I, I think they just expected that teams would just roll over and play dead whenever they played them because the Rangers are just this you know Stanley Cup contending team. They got to work for every single point they get this season. You're going to get every team's best game. And you look at the start of this season, you know, you look at the Flyers, you look at the Devils, you look at the Islanders. These teams that you thought were going to be on the weaker side are actually playing really well. And the teams that had all these expectations are kind of getting off to a bumpy start. And that's, you know, especially including the Rangers. So listen, at the end of the day, I don't care what the analytics say. But the Rangers need to start winning hockey games. They need to start putting the puck in the net, and they need to start coming together because it's going to be a very long season if you know they play this laissez-faire style of hockey where they just wait for the game to come to them and instead of you know taking it two teams. So um, I just want to get your thoughts on that first, Andy. Yeah, I I I definitely agree to a certain extent. I do think that some of the breakdowns we've been seeing are really inexcusable. I think those few game, the first few games where the Rangers came out of the gate, absolutely flying. Um, I feel like ever since they were told to make adjustments, they then became too tentative and it really hurt them. You could see how they were gripping the sticks really tight. And yes, they were putting a lot of shots on goal, but they just didn't have the same confidence in their own finishing ability. And just kind of that, uh, when you're loose, you're just moving your feet more and you're just letting the, you know, you're moving throughout the game. And just kind of reading, excuse me, and reacting in the moment more where it would just kind of, you could just tell there was just a, a tightness and a general sense of anxiety around the team. So uh, hopefully it's broken now. And I am happy, obviously, that ultimately, you know, that, you know, obviously to your point, yes, it's not the end of the world, but at least you can see that, listen, they're at least in terms of, how many expected goals they have allowed as opposed to last year, the quality of the chance they're allowing is much, much lower, but Igor has regressed a bit, which is kind of be to be expected and hasn't necessarily been as sharp as he wants to be early in the season. So yeah, it's one of those things that you, I think you definitely understand that there, or the Rangers need to understand is that they're not going to be gifted some of the leeway that they were last year with Igor being in Vesna form. And that's not to say he probably won't build his game back up throughout the season and slowly, you know, piece that back together. That might even be better for him in the long run. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Rangers just need to be more sharp because if anything, it's like even if they're doing good things for 
I don't know, let's say 55 minutes within the, those last uh, five, you just the breakdowns have been kind of just really dumb and unnecessary and excusable, just, you know, and not like uh, Keandre Miller and, and Jacob Truba were literally on the, on the ice for three goals against uh, in succession, you know, in the last game. So yeah, uh, yeah they, they need to be better, especially Truba. I mean, I, obviously you could see that coming a mile away when someone gets the C there at all of a sudden it becomes this, uh, you know, it becomes this weight albatross around. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So, but you know, just cause you have one bad game, you can't let it snowball into an avalanche of bad games. You know, I, I know. I well, I'm glad you brought the Truba thing up because I think I have the remedy for him. And, and I, and I mean this cause I've said this before on the podcast, he needs to bring back like the scumbag Truba, like the one that, yeah, like everyone thinks he's a scumbag, but if you look at it, like individually, his hits really aren't that, that bad. He needs to play that way where he's like a little bit on the edge. He doesn't need to be like this pristine, you know, leader. He just kind of needs to be like this guy that will deliver, you know, the, the big hit at big times, you know, and just, you know, be able to get the puck out and play simple and not expect to, you know, put up points. You know, when you're the captain of the New York Rangers, I think, you know, the pressure you feel that you got to perform in front of the fans, I think it's the total opposite. You just got to be the life of the party. And Truba needs to do what Truba does best. And that's, you know, make a big hit, you know, keep the game simple, just chip the puck out of the zone. He doesn't need to be you know, putting up points and feeling pressure on the power play, you know, when he gets it and gets out there on the blue line or, you know, throw a million shots on goal, he just needs to keep these games simple. And that's what makes him so effective. So hopefully he can get back to that. And hopefully, you know, uh, you know, the Rangers can start winning and hopefully that pressure, uh, you know, the weight is lifted off his shoulders as the New York Rangers go on the power play right now. We'll see what they got um, as they go on the power play. Andy, this is my second question for you. The power play's kind of cooled off a little bit, um, to be expected. You know, some some games they're on. The other game against Dallas, they scored a couple power play goals. But uh, is it me, or are we just, you know, the power plays that we're not producing anything? It's just we're standing all around in the perimeter with zero movement at all. And then the power plays, if you look at, are successful. You know, we're we're interchanging. You know, positions. Guys are switching around. We're cycling the puck a little bit more. It's not just looking, you know, you know, tic-tac-toe. We're looking for a tic-tac-toe and then across the ice to a backdoor slap shot. It's, you know, tip-ins. It's, it's you know, low shots to the net. It's, you know, guys, you know, switching positions with each other a little bit. Uh, don't you think the New York Rangers should just be a little bit more active on the power play? Because I feel like we can be the best power play in the league if we just stay active. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, especially early on, you saw that teams weren't going to give Mika the same time and space. I think they've kind Mika has cemented a bit of a reputation, excuse me, reputation as like, you know, uh, uh, and I say this with all due respect to Mika, poor man's Alex Ovechkin from that left side with his ability to just blast at home. So I feel like teams are keying in on him a little bit more and they're tr- doing a little bit better job boxing Kreider out and just getting in front of him. Don't even let him try not to, instead of trying to push Kreider out, just get in front of Chris Kreider. So he can't even see the puck that's coming towards him, even at the risk of screening their own goaltender. But I think the good news is Vinny Trocek seems to has finally figured out 
uh, or is figuring in the process of figuring out how to best be utilized in the power play. They're trying to use him in the bumper more, which I think gives them a lot of, if they, you know, especially if they get it to him early in that spot, then the rest of the power play is on their mind that he's always there and he can take a, just a direct feed at the goaltender. And it kind of helps buy Panarin on the, on the right side and Zvanjet on the left uh, a little bit more, you know, leeway and time and space because they're, they're still don't want to stray too far from, uh, from Vinny. So, and obviously he had a real nice, it was a five on three granted, but he had a real nice um, power play goal against Dallas, you know, especially against Ottinger, who's a very, very good goaltender before he got hurt. So um, uh, yeah, so I think they're figuring out, but to your point, yeah, obviously when the, with, when there's more interchanging between them, it's clearly going to be more successful for the New York Rangers, not just pass the same, everyone standing one spot, spot and just passing it back and forth and trying to get them looking one way, especially if Panarin can find Mika across. Oh, as Vinny in the, uh, just as I said that they fed it to Trocek in the slot and he almost, uh, you know, good save by the goaltender, whoever this is in Dallas, or excuse me, uh, for Arizona. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, they had what they were the third best power play in the league last year. Yeah. At the end or fifth or something. Like uh, that. Was, definitely either third or fourth. They were definitely top. They were top five. Yeah. So that's good. But, you know, yeah. I Sorry, just, you know, the New York range, like Panera needs to shoot more. They It can't just always be about, you know, you know, uh, Zibanejad getting the, you know, that one time, like one timer shot. And it just annoys me too, that like Panera has a lethal shot and his wrist shot is, is, you know, although he may take a little bit more time to get it off, he he can pick any single corner and there's sometimes where he comes down where he's at the top of the circle and he's got a clear lane to get the shot because everyone's kind of favoring and he'll still end up passing it and it gets intercepted or broken up. And it's like, it's so frustrating. It's like, dude, you're one of the most gifted shooters in the entire world. Don't be afraid to, I know you're on your, like the, your, your strong side wing, you know, meaning that the stick is, you know, on the opposite side of the net, but, you could still shoot low, hard on the, you know, on the opposite side. Maybe a rebound will kick out. You know, that's what Kreider is supposed to be there for. So it's just frustrating watching this team sometimes because, you know, they almost overcomplicate things. And it's to the point where maybe their success last year is not gone to their head, but they feel a little bit more pressure to be, you know, at the top of, you know, of the power play percentage list in, in terms of the entire league. So. Yeah, I don't know, Andy. It's just, you know, just something to uh, to watch out for for the next. Because, you know, last year, the power play was their bread and butter. And that's why they were so successful, because they were able to convert at, a, you know, such a high percentage. Well, but, they, and they clearly get confidence off of it. Sorry, as my family is literally blowing me up in text right now. Um, they clearly get confidence off it, because last year, they were usually scoring early on a power play goal. And then from there, they just had the confidence of being up one and knowing that, hey, we always got the power play. We'll get our chances again. So even if they score one at even strength, we'll get back in the box and we put it away. Uh, as we're recording this, you know, Arizona does kill off that penalty. But I think the Rangers, the first and second unit together, they took at least like 10 shots on goal. So Ingram was under assault. So this is looking like it might be another game where uh, the Rangers put up 40 plus shots, hopefully. But um yeah, uh, but yeah, for now, Connor Ingram restraint. But I liked everything I saw. Like you said, everything you were talking about, they were moving around. They're getting the puck to each other. We'll see. Sometimes when they throw the ki- you throw the kitchen sink in, in your first power play, when you go back to it, it's almost better to just try to make it seem like you're going to do something fancy. Just put it on low and just wait for 
you know, it to squeak out into a weird place, especially uh, here in Arizona. We know these boards are apparently super lively. So we'll see if that plays a factor. And apparently the ice is some of the best, if not the best in the league. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Since we're ta- uh, since we're in Arizona, the pictures that surfaced of what their locker room was. <laughs> call me crazy, but if you're the owner, I are know. You, well, now, in, are you talking about the the temporary the guest temp- yes, the room? temporary yeah. guest, the temporary locker room that is being yeah. used by Arizona? I'm or sorry, or or being used by the the visiting team. Well, their because logo was on a- the floor. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they the I know temporary locker. Room. I know yeah. it was temporary. But yeah. But if you're the owner of that team, I know money's tight, but I'm still sending in a team of carpenters to put in actual stalls. There's no way they're using hooks and a bench. Like I- I'm sorry. That's just you don't do that to your guys. Even if it's temporary, yeah. even if it's one game, I send in a team of carpenters to put in, you know, there's no way you don't have that much like you don't have enough money to do that. Like it wouldn't cost that much money. And then you take it out and then you donate it or something figure it out from there. But, you know, these guys should never be in a situation where they're using hooks and, you know, just a regular bench seat. Like, you know, they're peewees. It's just... No, yeah, it's a a tough look. And like you said, it's it's no excuse for being like, oh, well, it's only for the time being. I mean, these are professional athletes. And I mean, I don't know if maybe if Arizona had more talent, (laughs) maybe they would have these as Kako is absolutely dangling. Kako, by the way, has been the New York Rangers' best skater in their last three or four four games. It's uh, it's pretty right. remarkable the difference between this year and last year, and I just feel like he's finally has the strength to match his ability at the NHL level. So you know, and and now his confidence, I feel like with the puck, is just skyrocketed. You know, he gets a, a beautiful assist on that Kreider uh, that feed across yep. to Kreider for a tap in. And then he has another play where he keep again he keeps it in, and then he doesn't get the like you know he doesn't get a, a second assist on it or anything. You know what I mean? Because it's like he keeps the puck in again after the other team's going the other way, and then there's a tic tac toe. But that's all because he makes the play at the blue line with his stick checking, which he's so good at. So that's the thing. He could have more uh, points than he does right now. It's just. But the thing is, if he, as long as he's beasting like this, he's literally making that, and he did it again. He's literally, he's he's so confident. It's like, 
Sorry, I'm just watching watching him at work and his positioning and just him dangling through people has been so fun to watch. That's the Kako we were kind of promised watching him in the World Championships and in uh, you know the Finnish Elite League. Just watching him now with confidence, just you know burst through people that you know he almost had that beautiful goal on Sorokin at the Islander game, which if he had I thought he scored at first and I was literally jumped out of my seat. And that's the type of talent this kid has. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm glad he's finally, you know, is confident and yeah, playing first line minutes and he finally, his confidence is up. Go, go figure. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Sorokin, uh, actually went on FanDuel to check out what his odds were to win the um, uh, Vesna. And do you know, he's like, like fifth on the list. He's at like plus 825. Damn. I know. I, I threw 25 bucks on. It. I feel like that's Good. probably the most. It's probably the most generous gift I could give the New York Rangers is putting money on Sorokin to win the Vesna because it almost guarantees him that he won't win. Well, it's funny in terms of uh, you know the amount of shots five on five offense generated. The Islanders are pretty much close to dead last in the league. They're almost like the Rangers last year, where it's just you know they have Sorokin and they they are, have a very good penalty kill. I don't think anyone scored a power play goal on them yet. They, they have a good power play, but they're. Five on five, there ain't much going on. They're getting caved in most of the time. So, but he's standing tall for them. So, we'll see if that can last for them all year. It's a bold strategy. Well, uh, speaking of you know the New York Ranger rivalries, the New Jersey Devils are the hottest team in the entire league. All the analytics say that they're actually goals for are a million goals per game. <laughs> uh, I never thought it could be that high. Uh, Lindy Ruff has this team at six and three, and <laughs> they are currently in first place in the Metro Division. Uh, with the Flyers nipping at their heels uh, that could leapfrog them because uh, they have a game in hand, so with 11 points. Uh, your thoughts about the New Jersey Devils and Philadelphia Flyers leading the way in the Metro, Andy? Philly is because Carter Hart's playing out of his mind. Uh, that's it. It's the only reason. They're getting caved in almost every game. But, you know, Torts does have them competing more, so I think in the tip, the tip of the hat to them, if they somehow make it, then you know they des- he deserves all the credit and Carter Hart because I, I can't I guarantee you won't be from the quality of the you know the <laughs> offense they're getting from their forwards but the Devils I mean I think it's to be expected last year they were a good um, at least analytically they were very good o- offense generation team and it's just they're you know they suffered from maybe having some some younger guys making uh, defensive mistakes and then. Obviously, the story with them is they can never get good goaltending. Well, now, even with a, um, not so much Blackwood, who's still apparently every Devil fan wants to shoot into the sun, but what is it, Vanacek? Is he their, their other goaltender? Yes. He's been playing pretty good, and they're another year older, and their kids are another year more confident, and they, they I think they're currently the fastest team in the National Hockey League. They just play with such speed, and they just literally, I think they're just taking they're bum rushing teams right now and they're taking a million shots, you know, so they're just shooting from all angles and listen, they have skill. They Brad Hughes, uh, Tatar, he sure like, you know, Dougie Hamilton, they have some, and honestly, I think the, the, we're going to, you know, looking back, Ron Hextall should probably be fired for the, for, for trading, uh, Marino for Ty Smith. Because now they're pretty solid in the back end too. They're a good team, and I, you know, I, I'm sure much pain might pain, uh, and that's not me saying that means they're going to like make it to the Cup final, which they could. But I'm just saying they are clearly a better team, and I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. So 
that's something the Rangers are going to have to keep an eye on. But um, as Trocek absolutely whips on a cross crease one timer. But um, yeah. Well, I got another question to kind of reverse this conversation. You have the New York Rangers, you have the Toronto Maple Leafs, you have the Pittsburgh Penguins, kind of all struggling a little bit. You know, they're all four and four. Uh, Rangers have uh, two overtime, uh, uh, two games that went into overtime. So they have the 10 points. But, you know, out of those three teams, which is the most shocking? Obviously, we covered the Rangers a lot. And, you know, we knew that this could definitely be a scenario entering the season. But, you know, out of Pittsburgh and Toronto, who I thought, you know, Pittsburgh looked really good out of the gate. And now they've just come down back down to earth and Toronto just from the start, just feel like they're just churning in mud right now and they can't get anything consistently. I'm less concerned about Pittsburgh as much as it pains me to say that, than I am about Toronto. I think Toronto in the last few years has basically, you know, because I think too much listening, honestly, to their fan base and attempt to get grittier. Their bottom six is not good. They're a slow team. They were one of the faster teams, if not the fastest teams in the National Hockey League a few seasons ago. And now they're slow as molasses. You know what I mean? They have some fast, but like, you know, yeah, they still have some fast forwards, but like their deep is slow. So it means their breakouts are slow, which means that, and I guess as a no shock to that, the one guy who I think looks good is Tavares because I think he's just better playing a slower possession style because he's slow himself. So I think he's actually had a pretty nice start and looks like he's been one of their only good players. I took Matthews in fantasy. This guy is killing me right now. Like it's, it's, I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about trading him at this point. I don't know what, what to do at this point, but um, that's another question. Thank God for David Pasternak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, that's probably more surprising to me because even though I had my suspicions, I'm like, Hmm, if, if this whole Matt Murray thing doesn't work out and I was looking at their D and I'm like, that's a bit, a bit older on D, you know, Giordano at soon, some point you assume he's going to fall off and Muzzin and, you know, some of the same, it's like, they didn't look, they were better last year and they were, and I thought they were honestly better the year before that. So, you know, to see them regress a little bit is not surprising. I just, it'll be definitely interesting if they are, if they're not in a playoff spot, come the trade deadline, I, you have to wonder what happens. Is it a, do they fire Sheldon Keefe? Do they, does uh, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, no, no worries. Do they fire uh, Brennan Shanahan? Do they trade one of the big uh, three? You know, one of Marner uh, or Neeland. Well, they won't trade Matthews, but Marner and Nylander. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, I, I don't think they would ever trade Matthews. I think they'll ride him out as long as they can with his career. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like those teams will both both teams will eventually Pittsburgh will definitely figure it out because I feel like they always get off to a slower start and then all of a sudden they, you know, they they go on a run, you know, they go like fifteen and, and three and all of a sudden they're at the top of the standing. So I don't worry about them too much. Uh Toronto, I don't know. Do they really have the goaltending, you know, to really compete and be like a top team? I don't know. I could see them certainly being a wild card team, but I have, you know, they have Sam Sonoff as their starter right now, as their main starter. I don't know. Is that guy going to win, win you a couple games? You know, the games that you might, you know, not be able to score the four, four goals, five goals. Is he going to win you the two, one game? I, I feel like he's not going to steal you many. So, uh, you know, I feel like they're just not going to win as many games, uh, you know, if they don't have the goaltending, especially if they're going to play that slower style. 
So I guess we'll see. I, I listen, they can cry me a river. I don't really care about Toronto too much. Um, but you know, uh, other than that, you know, sh- shit. I mean, you look at teams like Buffalo, they're off to a good start. Detroit's off to a good start. Um, you know, those are two teams that I think you and I both said that are probably going to take an, a, 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 the next step and compete for a wild card spot. So, um, it's fun to see those two teams, you know, being competitive because you kind of, you know, new Detroit was in a rebuilding phase and, you know, uh, and then Buffalo getting rid of Eichel last year to Vegas. And, you know, that was kind of the weight lifted off their shoulder and now they can concentrate on, on, you know, building a foundation there and not having that distraction. So, um, yeah, end of the first zero, zero New York Rangers and coyotes. I think we outshot them like 15 to five. So that's a little concerning. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, hopefully the, the dam breaks soon for the Rangers in this game, but they're luckily, at least they look like the better team. That's all I really, I, I need out of this, them right now. It's just look like the better team. Luckily, uh, and you had mentioned it a few minutes ago, just reading all of the, uh, the current standings, you know, most, this is one of right now it's the time in the season where almost everyone is, if they lose a game, they're at the bottom of their division. And if they win it, they're in first place. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> It currently, I think in the Metro outside of, uh, well, what now, now the devils have 12 points, but, um, you know, the Islanders, the Capitals, uh, the Rangers, and then in the Atlantic, the Canadians, the lightning, uh, the Detroit Red Wings all have 10 points. So, yeah. So there's definitely, uh, it's one of those things where it's like one day you're like, Oh my God. And then you, you win one. And then you're like, we're, we're the top part, you know? So it's early. That's, that's my way of saying it's early. So, uh, good time to iron out mistakes. I mean, and I just try to work on your game. Cause I guarantee you, I don't think, you know, Philly was going to be second in the metropolitan for very, very long. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- it does seem though, I will say that there are a lot of teams that are kind of in that. I don't know if there's a clear favorite for the cup. You can maybe say Vegas with how they've looked. Right. But, uh, like you said, Colorado at the moment, they gutted a lot of their middle and bottom six and they had, they just don't look the same. You know what I mean? And, and as good as Gurgiv can be, he, <coughs> you know, he, he got absolutely, uh, shellacked, uh, by the Islanders the other day. You know what I mean? So, same old Georgia, although apparently they didn't, the avalanche D did nothing to help them. So they're just definitely, I mean, unless they're, they're waiting to just get in and then turn the switch on, but um, no one really strikes me as a, a juggernaut right now. You know, we'll see if the Bruins can continue to, yeah, I was going to say Bruins look good. <clears throat> they look really good. And I, I do think there's that one last ride mentality with that team. You know, we were talking about how they might be in trouble, but they literally, not only did they tread water, they're, the top of the league and now they, they just got Marshan back and they're going to get McAvoy back in what two weeks so uh yeah I mean David Krejci didn't has not missed a beat like I said David Pasternak is absolutely on fire um and yeah they're just a good good team and yes they hired a very they fired a very good coach um but they also brought in a very good coach you know so um yeah there's uh yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see if the older teams, especially like we mentioned, the, the Penguins came out flying, but I do wonder if the fact that they're a little bit older is why they quickly petered off. It's like they dumped the tanks a little early, but, you know, I think they'll find their form. But, um, 
we'll see. Yeah. Uh, right now, I don't think there's a lot separating some of the top teams in every division, you know, even hell, even Edmonton looks good. So, yeah. And, and, you know, obviously there's that old saying, you know, if you look at the standings on Thanksgiving, you know, it's like 85% of those teams, I think make the playoffs. So, you know, it, it is, there is some sorting out that will happen over the next month. But, you know, I, I do think, though, that the teams that we thought were going to be competitive are competitive. And I think that's why you, you look at the standings right now and there's really not much of a gap between teams in, at the top of the standings and the team at the bottom. You know, it's just, you know, everyone's competitive right now. You know, there's not really a, a team that you'd say is a, a true, true bottom feeder. I mean, maybe the Ducks because they just give up a bajillion goals. But, um, you know... You know, San Jose, obviously, is off to a rough start, Arizona. But it's, you look at the East, you know, I know Columbus is 3-7 and seven with 10 games played. But, you know, you saw them the other night. They're going to be able to win some games. Uh, Ottawa is 4-4. Four and four. You know, I, I think they're improved, obviously, from last year. And then, uh, you know, Montreal, it looks like they're going to be able to put the puck in the net and, and compete. So, you know, I think in the East, especially, I think, you know, that's gonna you're gonna see a, a real tight you know group especially come you know around thanksgiving time and if you look at the standings you're gonna be like yeah you can throw that old saying away of 85 percent of these teams make the playoff because it, it could be a 50 50 toss up at that point uh, i think that's how tight it'll be and you know you expect a couple teams to run away with it and not feel any pressure and you know right now for me i think those teams probably the only team really that i think is is boston that looks like they, they might be, you know, playing with a purpose. So you, hopefully the Rangers are one of those teams and they get going here. But, uh, you know, their schedule is tough. You know, it's, I know they got a couple home games after this against Philly and then obviously Boston. So, uh, and then Detroit Islanders and Detroit again. So it's, it's going to be tough for them. And, uh, you know, Andy, if, if you're, you know, right now, you know, with Halak having kind of the start that he's had, um, are you favoring Shesterkin or are you still just going to keep going with Halak and try to get him going also? Uh, I mean, you can't run Shesterkin into the ground. And again, I, I think obviously Halak has had some stinkers here, but he's also had some games where, that he lost that were not his fault, especially if he wasn't getting any goal support. You know, yeah. um, I thought the game they lost to uh, um, the sh- uh, not the Sharks. Who? What was the first? I'm trying to think of the first game they lost. Um, uh, the oh, Jets. To, to win it, to Jets. He was excellent in that game. I think he still has some hockey left in him. It's just, again, when your backup, the whole point is your backup doesn't have to be as good as your starter. You just have to be a little bit more, maybe play it a little bit tighter when your backup's in net. The New York Rangers, again, I think are just trying to get used to this whole, they were came out of the gate and they were running and gunning and it was great. And they were playing super fast and offense was coming, but they were also having a lot of breakdowns and odd man rushes. So then they tried to, and they've kind of settled that down a bit, which is great. Uh, and they're still seem to be getting, you know, lots of shots, which is good. But, um, you know, they, again, it's just too many really dumb breakdowns, you know? So I, you know, now that Igor played the back to back, I think it's going to depend on rest. I still think they'll favor him. But at the same time, it's I don't think it's, you know, sometimes I was always of the mind. I'm like, you know what, if you're I guess it depends if it's a divisional rival. But, you know, if you're like 
um, sometimes I feel like there's so there's on a given night, I feel like any team can beat any team. So sometimes I'd almost rather say, well, fuck it. I'll put Igor in for the easier game, almost try to guarantee a victory and not a point we should drop. That way, if we lose to a good team, you know. I but agree. Like the game against Boston, throw out Halak, you know. Maybe he'll, you know, want to like a seek revenge. His former team. Like yeah. Georgia did against us. Yeah. And he'll do a, a fucking cartwheel after he after he wins, you know, and pump his fist. Yeah, no, I listen, I agree with you, man. I, I think that's a no brainer. And, you know, I, I know there's no easy games and you can't have that mentality, but I definitely agree that, you know, teams that, you know, you don't want to always throw your back up against the, the, the bottom feeders of the league because, you know, that can always, you know, work against you. Because before you know it, you could be down a couple goals and, and now you're playing catch up and, you know, give those teams confidence and a lead, you know, you know, they know how to lock it down and, and, and try to win a game because they're not in that situation very often, you know, and they're just, you know, full of excitement. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I ran out of tea. So my voice is about to go here. Andy, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. One last thing. Unfortunately, we need to talk about, uh, we have to talk about, uh, Vitaly Kravtsov. Oh, yes. Again, um, unfortunately, takes a, a bad after coming back from yet another injury in the game he gets inserted and takes a real bad um you know gets ridden down into the board's head first clear this clearly a concussion uh, really bad and i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out first because i've seen a lot of you know at this point like well it's like clear this kid is like his muscles not ready for the nhl and all this other stuff i th- this last one i think was just a a fucking, that was kind of a fluke, you know, could he have been a little bit stronger skates? Yes. But I did see he was really trying to dog that puck. So I don't know if that's a thing of his body positioning needs to be smarter or whatever. If you want to put the onus on him, it just seemed super unlucky, especially because with a hawk and pie is like a a monster of a human being. He's like six, six two ten or something, you know? So, but I mean, at this, I will say at this point with crafts it's, it's just, it's, he's, it's for whatever reason, it's clearly, it's, it's been very difficult. And I don't know to ch- whether to chalk it up to luck. I don't know whether to chalk it up of just not being physically conditioned. I mean, Zach Jones is way smaller than Vitaly Kraftsoff and he's holding up okay. So I don't know if it's a mentality or a mindset thing. And here's the other thing is that Kraftsoff played games for the Rangers uh, two seasons ago and he looked uh, fine. You know what I mean? So, something's going on here. I don't know if it's knowing this might be his last chance. And now he's finally, you know, it's like, it's okay. It's, it's, you, you know, we're giving, we're finally giving you enough rope to hang yourself. You know what I mean? So I don't know what to make of this, James, what, 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 what how are you feeling on Vitaly Kraftsoff and everything that's happened with him uh, this season? Yeah. Listen, it's professional sports. You know, uh, if you have bad luck and you just never make it, that's that's the name of the game. And as of right now, I, I, you can't even trust him to play a full 60-minute game. And I hate to say it, but I, I think I think he's done for now. You know, I, I think, I don't know how, I don't know how you throw him back out there. I mean, it's just, I don't know how he's getting these in the situations all the time. And you can call it bad luck. You can call it not strong enough. You can call it, you know, not thinking the game well enough and putting yourself in vulnerable situations, you know, mental lapses. At the end of the day, it's still professional sports. 
uh, you're still competing for a spot on this roster. And, you know, if it's going to be concussion, it's going to be hurt shoulder, hurt arm, hurt elbow, hurt leg, you know, whatever it is, you know, what do they say? The best ability is availability. And if you're not going to be here, you know, for us, you know, we kind of penciled him in right away as a, a guy on a second line. And now we don't even know if we can really trust them to be here to play fourth line minutes. So, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and rip him apart, but I, I'm, I'm done with him. Uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's as if he's never been drafted and never played with us. I, I, I just can't. I'm not going to go down this road and rip this kid apart. It's just I'm going to let him go into the abyss. Wherever he ends up, he ends up. He's going to disappear like Leah Sanderson, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, it's just I'm, I'm sorry, Andy. I, I know if you may disagree with me, and I know you, you thought this kid had a lot of skill, and he might have that skill, but he's not going to be playing for the New York Rangers longer than this season. He might go on the IR and, and maybe come back and play a couple more games, but he'll, he'll, he'll be a nothing, you know, in 10 years, it's a, it'll be a blip on the radar. You'll never even think of him as a New York Ranger. That's a, That's where I'm at right now. Mentally. I'm just, I'm no, done. I hear you. I'm I, just I writing them off. On, I appreciate the honesty. And obviously it's at this point, it just seems that everything is going against them. It's just going against them. So, I mean, it's not necessarily uh it's not like a crazy uh, stance to take all things considered. So it's just, yeah, it, uh, it, it's just, I don't want to knock the kid because it's obviously not a lack of effort. You look at the play. He got hurt last game. Yeah. He was trying to, he's trying. And if you want to say, you know, he, he shouldn't have been taking that angle or cutting back. I don't know. Like it, it's the kids probably made that play a million times. And yeah. Did he get out muscled? It looked like it, but you know, I don't know. Fluky stuff happens. Look at Reeves one of the strongest guys in the league. Obviously he's not the strongest skater, but you know, he, he took a bad, bad edge and, and got driven into the boards and, and got hurt last year. So I don't know, you know, you can't, it's just, you know what it is? I feel like he's getting, he's going to get the least Anderson treatment because they have similar stories. And I just, I don't have the energy to knock this kid. And, you know, I just, I don't want to go down this road again. As far as I'm concerned, he doesn't exist. So that's how I'm going to treat it. All right. That's, that's, (laughs) we, we shall keep tabs on. uh, Well, what do you think? Do you think the best is yet to come? I do. I, and I mean, the best, luckily, it's been nothing so far. So uh, something is better than nothing. So yeah, the best is yet to come. But, you know, you do have to wonder, at least if he feels that it's just at this point, he might even throw in the towel and just say, you know what? I'm going back to the KHL. It's just, you know, and again, it's just, it's sometimes it doesn't work out and, you know, it's, you know, Nigel, Nigel Dawes, whatever can, can uh, not really work for in the NHL then literally become the best player in the KHL for whatever, 20 years or whatever. So well, it's just weird. It's just some, it's sometimes it's, it, and like I like you said, it's not even through lack of effort. Sometimes it's just no fault of your own. It just, it just does not work out. It, it could be a fluke injury, it could be fluke injuries. It could just be bad timing. And it just, it is what it is. I mean, at this point you can say all this stuff is like, well, if he was here in North America and stick with the Rangers and was working out every day and, you know, saying his prayers and eat, reading his Bible and, and taking his vitamins, you know, brother, that he'd be ready to run wild on the national hockey league. I, I don't necessarily know or believe that. I just, 
it this is where we're at now and unfortunately you know you feel for him because he can't you know he's got the the hospital bracelet on all the time he can't stay healthy which is a shame because i i am rooting for the kid because his success coincides with more success for the rangers but, yeah we need him uh, we need him exactly especially well, right now you look at the bottom six without although Bill there's nothing although there. andy we have the goat back that's true we do have the goat who um and you know what i as we'll we'll close just talking about the goats heroics and specifically when asked by now everyone's seen that his extra effort goal um you know against uh goal of the year goal of the year <laughs> yeah you know so against the Dallas Stars <laughs> but you know he was looking very effective in every game he had played up to that point after being sent down to the AHL and coming up and he's been up and down to the AHL with the Rangers since he's you know getting traded uh from Carolina a few times, you know, so you would think it would kind of mess with your psyche a bit, but he says, I didn't take it, you know, in a bad way. I just told myself it was reps to work on my game. And then I was going to be ready when I got the call up, you know, and he was, and look, I don't, I don't think anyone's expecting him to ever become, you know, anything more, but you look at, there's some uh, interesting cases. Remember Michael Grabner, you know, just career speedy, you know, third line winger who one year with the Rangers just absolutely popped off for, for how many goals did he score? He scored 30, 35, I think. Yeah. He just went off using his speed. It's something just finally clicked and he was older too. He was in his mid to late thirties yeah. when that happened, you know, he's retired now, but uh, there's Julian Gauthier, something happened. He draws so many penalties because of his side and his speed. Something good usually happens when he's on the ice. His uh, problems have always been a his lack of finishing ability although at least he's generating and drawing penalties and b defensively he needed to get it together but i haven't seen anything too egregious on the def- other side of the puck this year and as long as you're if you're in the bottom six as long as you're skating and you're trying to make things happen and you don't give them anything else up the, re- the rest of our bottom six is doing fuck all so yeah of course you can play on this team you know what i mean so that's that's my that's how i'm feeling about the goat i like that he didn't pout. He even said, I'm not, I wasn't going to pout. I, I was just going to take it as a chance to go down and work on my game. That's what he did. And, you know, lo and behold, he gets rewarded for it. And you saw it on his face. So hopefully, I'm hoping he can string some more good games together here because I think just a little, I think a little bit of boost for his confidence. And he, you know, listen, he had his moments last season too. Everyone remembers that game against Boston where he had what? It was like a two assist game and they were both really nice. You know, so it's just, uh, He's got talent. It's just, it's like most players in the National Hockey League, or at least bottom, you know, third line players, they're talented. They just, they're not consistently talented. They can pull it out in, in brief flashes, you know? So I'm, I'm rooting for him because the Rangers need, while he deals out, they need all of his help in the bottom six, you know? You know how I feel about the GOAT. You know, he's my guy and I'm always rooting for him. So I, I it's just, for me, you look at his size, you look at his speed, and you look at what he's capable of, Andy, and I couldn't be more excited for him to get that goal. And to be honest with you, he's another guy that if you get him going, he's going to be huge for us. And personally, I love him on the bottom six. I, even if he's on the fourth line, he gets the puck, he can drive the net. Uh, you know, Maybe he can teach Kreider how to do that. I know he doesn't always have the best finishing ability, but you know, at this point, you know, if he's just creating scoring chances on the fourth line, third line, that's I'll take it. Sign me up right now because the Rangers desperately need it. 
And uh, yeah, it's um, I'm glad no one claimed him off waivers and, and the Rangers were able to, you know, bring him up and, you know, and good for him uh, to get going in that first game up for himself. So uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's all I got for you, Andy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let you uh, rest your voice up and get your health back together. Uh, it's a shame I won't be with you for the next one, but I will be, like I said, uh, sipping a, uh, a Mai Tai on a cruise deck somewhere while uh, they blast, uh, you know, elevator music or, you know, JC Penney's music and some cruise, you know, the director of fun is handing out uh, Mardi Gras beads. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully the New York Rangers can pull out a, a win against the Arizona Coyotes. They, why just one little thing. MSG used to have the shots. They don't have it anymore. They keep showing how many hits the Rangers have. Why don't you show me how much they're out shooting the Coyotes? This is ridiculous. That's all I want to know is how many shots they've taken. So MSG and the Rangers just scored as Panarin made a beautiful feed to Alexi Lafreniere at the right. goal mouth. Hell yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, to answer your question, they're using the opposing team's feed, I believe. That's oh, all. okay. That's why. So they can't they can't physically look up and program it because they're. I think that, I did notice that Sam and Joe did not go on the road trip. Yeah, I do no, wonder they, if it had to do with it being a part of it being you know this arena not being able to have keep a you know a big. I don't even know if they can accommodate opposing commentators. You know what I mean? So because a couple like, times, a couple times Sam said that they were relying on the Dallas feed and they couldn't go back. So oh, yeah, yeah. So I. I that's probably my guess we'll see next home game uh yeah. so yeah we'll see on tuesday against the flyers if the rangers put the shots back up because i agree with you especially me i sometimes bet the shots or it saves so you know i like to have them up there and instead i'm you know scrolling through the nhl app looking you know how many goddamn shots people took so well, hopefully the Rangers win this one in Arizona, and then hopefully they win at the Flyers. Those are two games I think you should win. So, but you know, I'm, that's the funny thing about you know, just when you think you're out of a slump, it's easy to fall back into one. But hopefully, uh, the slump is busted. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.